Next on BYU Sports Nation, postseason possibilities for BYU basketball. Is there any chance BYU makes the NCAA tournament as an at-large? Put on those blue goggles. BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Durant on the chance he gives the Cougars to make a run at the dance. Plus, between the lines, camps out with The Rock, and Bleacher Report ranks Jamal Williams as an NFL running back prospect. Big deal, no deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, we're live! BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, from the friendly confines of Studio B. We welcome you. And thank you for joining us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with future BYU campus crossing guard director, Jerem Jordan. Maybe in retirement, uh, but depends on the level of activity. This because BYU women's golf coach, Carrie Roberts, one of our favorites, she tweeted the following yesterday. Tell me how you really feel, Carrie. Quote, I implore all people, no exclusions here, crossing a crosswalk near or on BYU campus to show a little hustle. Thank you kindly. Yes! Yes, please. Yeah. Just try to walk at least a little bit faster. Something. <laughs> Charge! Yeah. I, I. Well, I always envision myself in New York, and then I'm like, oh, there's only three people. This is going to be easy. And they're crossing at the right time, generally. Because BYU is known to hand out tickets for jaywalking of all things wait are you, no that's are not you serious jay leno have you received a jaywalking ticket no, before I, I have not because i don't break the law spencer oh please i always stay under the speed limit <laughs> i am an i am an abider and obeyer of the law i cannot tell you Most how much i appreciate that carrie roberts would put this out there well he, she wasn't the only one uh, jack de mooney said something too i was like did they have a staff meeting and talk about People crossing the street? They probably BYU. should because it is an epidemic at BYU. Well, okay, our building is next to the Marriott Center. Sometimes we'll leave the building to go to lunch and the devotional is coming out. 17 minutes later. Yeah, there's 10,000 students walking out. For, forget about it. No, and it's like well, once I hit the crosswalk, it's like, well, it's my right away. So yeah. you will wait. <laughs> you will wait, It car. is my inalienable right to cross right now. <laughs> Anyway, just just walk a little bit yeah. faster. Well, a little hustle. It is funny to That's hear all a golf we're asking. coach talk about hustle. They don't have to hustle ever. Don't hey, don't you know cross carry. I don't. No I don't more, want to cross carry. No I'm just more, saying. No I'm more saying. Sailor Coog Pro V ones for you, Jerem. Generally, I haven't received any anyway. Generally, cro- <laughs> golf and hustle are not. They don't. They don't mix. Hey, remember this at Kerry M. Roberts when I defended you, and I'm looking for some new Titleist Sailor. There's no Coog defense golf in golf balls. either. <laughs> What do you mean? Have you played in a pressure pack situation in golf? Of course not. No, but you're not defending anybody. You're just offending with your play. You're offending? Yes, Rick Majerus. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the offense. Rest uh, in peace. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball will dedicate the new Marriott Center annex today. The men's and women's basketball teams have been practicing in the wise MCA mm-hmm. since October. There's that, and then there's football. They'll get one right here. Finds a big hole and finds the end zone. Touchdown. Jamal Williams is projected 
to be a third-round pick to Washington in Bleacher Report's post-Super Bowl mock draft. Williams is rated as the seventh-best running back, uh, according to uh, Bleacher Report. Scoff! I'm just kidding. I was like, seven's pretty that's good, that's man. Really Harvey <laughs> Longy, by the way, is listed as the 25th best linebacker, and that's overall because he's going into the draft as an inside linebacker. How many linebackers will get drafted? And we learned from uh, our guy Eric Galco of mm-hmm. Optimum Scouting that Harvey benefits from being an inside linebacker because the draft class is not really loaded with inside linebackers, so that's to his benefit. It'd be great if BYU got multiple. We know Jamal Williams will be drafted. It's just a matter of where. And if BYU gets a second pick, that, that'll be the discussion in late April. BYU men's volleyball, fresh off a sweep of UCLA, again at home, jumps up to number three in the latest AVCA volleyball poll this week behind the defending national champion Ohio State and Long Beach State. I voted in the media poll, so that's AVCA, that's the coaches. In the media poll, I put BYU too. You beat number two twice, even though they're, they were undermanned, a couple injuries. You should be number two. Yeah, what did Long Beach State do to deserve the number two ranking? Nothing. Long Beach State lost to USC earlier this year, which is a bad loss because USC lost to UC San Diego. Okay? Does, does BYU have a bad loss? UC Irvine's not a bad loss, I don't think they so. They dropped on early in Chicago. Yeah, but uh, Loyola's a good team. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Was a good team. So I think BYU's too. Anyways, they're, so there's three in the ABC Apple. Well, the Cougars and their star, Ben Patch, play at the aforementioned USC on Friday. Turkin, Patch, oh, gets out! Point BYU! Patch! The aforementioned Ben Patch is the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation and Flow Volleyball Player of the Week, one in the conference, one nationally. After averaging 5.1 kills per set, that's bonkers, by the way. If you're, if you're in the high threes, you're pretty good. Five is redonkulous. Uh, he averaged that in two matches against second-ranked UCLA, including a season-high 28 Friday night. He had 13 in the sweep Saturday night. So what a weekend for BYU. Uh, and as you mentioned, they play at USC Friday night. Just one match this week. Cougar fans, it's time. Rise and shout. Let's go with what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Postseason possibilities for BYU basketball. Cut. Taylor. Childs. Swats him away again. Taylor screams for a foul. L.J. Rose kicks it into gear. Emery. Tamika. And the foul. Oh, yes. When Eric Meek is on the floor, there's always a chance for BYU. But as a team... Is there still a chance that BYU gets into the NCAA tournament? What? Of course there's a chance, people. Have you forgotten? There's a chance for every last stinking college basketball team in America. Like, yes and no, right? Win the conference tournament, okay? It's designed that way so that all 351 teams have some measure of hope going into February, right? Only four different WCC teams have won the tournament the last 15 or 20 years. So does everyone have a shot? Not really. Technically, But but BYU is one of those teams that does. Yeah. There's always a chance. Does San Diego have a chance to win the WCC tournament? Yes. No. Absolutely not. They're not going to be. Can Mr. Technicality say that there's zero percent chance? Of course, scientifically, they have a chance, Spencer. But do they really have a Just, chance? That's my point. The answer is no, according to my calculations. There is always a chance for all of the teams. Obviously, if BYU wins the WCC tournament, highly unlikely this year they get the auto bid. In fact, according to TeamRankings.com projections, there is a whopping three point one percent chance of BYU winning 
as Jerem calls it, the Gonzaga Invitational presented by the West Coast Conference. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it be. So you know what? We're going to throw that whole auto-bid scenario out today because today is about at-large chances. And some of you are like, click! There's 0%! I'm done! I've had it with this junk! Stop talking about BYU potentially getting into the NCAA tournament as an at-large. Well, listen. Just for technicality purposes, we're going to discuss the best case. BYU wins out. They finish 25-9. and Jerem, what percent chance would BYU have of making the tournament with 25 wins? Uh, according to my calculations, 98.6% chance according to TeamRankings.com. That's winning out until the West Coast Conference Tournament Final, wow. and you lose there. Okay, okay. That, that's not going to happen, but that's fun to talk BYU about. BYU would have an projected RPI of 36. They'd have top 50 wins against Gonzaga and <laughs> yeah, two against St. Mary's hey, probably. Best case, yes. they're in. 25-9. and nine. Hey, even Ty's like, yeah, they'd be in in that scenario, Spencer. Let they would fly. be in. They would be in. But that's they're not going to win out. That's crazy. Okay, so let's bring the optimism down a little bit. Thank you. You're welcome. I said that's best case. I yes, know, that's know, not know, happening. It's okay. fun to talk about, right? The bubbly case. BYU finishes with a record of 24-10. and 10. Now, if they win 24 games... What kind of chance do they have as an at-large? 60. I'd take that. I'd take that right now because 60%. that's way higher than BYU has right now. We'll give you that number coming up. Now, what, what does BYU have to do to win 24 games? Let's take a look at that. They need to beat everyone in the regular season, including St. Mary's, except Gonzaga in Spokane, and then they need to win two games in the West Coast Conference Tournament. So two wins over St. Mary's. Most likely. That's... Uh, I think BYU can beat St. Mary's at home. In fact, I expect BYU to. If they do not, I will be disappointed. BYU's played well at home. They played Gonzaga well at home. I think St. Mary's is a better matchup for BYU. The bubbly case, 24-10, and 10, beat everyone except Gonzaga, probably St. Mary's twice in that scenario. They would Looking have an RPI yes. in three weeks. They would have an RPI of 43, two top 50 wins because of the St. Mary's wins. And then the one bad loss, and by bad we say 200-plus, yeah. which is what Yahoo does. And, and Santa Clara and San Diego would be thrown in the mix for 150-plus right. losses or whatever. Yeah. Correct. So I, I'm still not sure BYU gets in at that point, right? Would it, it's be, a reach to even be bubbly. But would I, would, I would love BYU, for BYU to get to that scenario. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't see BYU beating Gonzaga, but I didn't see them beating Gonzaga two the last years ago? two years. Yeah, neither did your hair. Spoke, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I would take the bubbly case. and In fact, I think that's pretty optimistic to think two wins against St. Mary's. But I, I think BYU can beat them in Provo. And then all of a sudden there's confidence that if BYU gets to that Monday semifinal three weeks yesterday, that BYU could win that game and get to t- Tuesday. And then it's one game and you see what happens. Gonzaga likely wins that game, but you want to get to that point. Most likely case. And these are based on projections of what BYU has done this year and percentages and all that stuff. And straight up logic. Most that's the likely, best. yes, and logic. BYU finishes with a record of 22 and 11. NIT you're bound. Yeah, you're out. Probably a four or a five seed in the NIT with a record of 22 and 11. They'd have an RPI of 67 and zero top 50 wins with, of yeah, course, you, the one s- bad loss against Utah Valley still. Screaming NIT at that point. Okay. But you know what would be awesome about that scenario? What's that? Playing Utah. Oh, there is, oh, there oh, is a possibility. He's to get out of it, and then it happens. That would be awesome, kind of like the Vegas Bowl. 
If you don't make the NCAA tournament, <laughs> that would be sweet. The next best thing, if BYU, yeah. how about if they hosted Utah the year that Larry Kay paid eighty thousand dollars of his That'd own money fun. to get out of the game in Provo? That would be fun. The NIT is not fun, but that that particular situation would be fun. Okay. So I, I like the three cases you have uh, presented. I think the most likely case is what you called the most likely case um, in that situation. But at the end of the day, there, there were a lot of really relevant numbers there. But at the end of the day, here's the number to keep in mind in terms of chances of making the NCAA tournament. This is according to TeamRankings.com. It is our stat of the day. All right. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 8.4. 8.4%. That's the chance of making the NCAA tournament that Team Rankings gives. 5% at large, 3%. That's the combined? Tournament. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Eight. Once again, the most likely case, NIT bound. Yeah, BYU will go to the NIT unless they change something. And that change is in the form of St. Mary's. If BYU can beat St. Mary's and avoid more non-St. Zaga losses, because remember, we screamed this number from the rooftops, 2.6. 2.6 non-St. Zaga losses per season. BYU's had two already. Santa Clara, San Diego. BYU can avoid one more, beat St. Mary's at home, go into Vegas with some mojo. Now let's have some fun, right? Win a quarterfinal, see what you can do against St. Mary's in the semi, and then just see. BYU's going to go to the NIT, but there's this outsider shot if BYU pulls off a miracle, and they have, essentially, the last two years. Now that now there's cra- it's crazy talk, but... I like talking crazy. There's always a chance. And they gave me this mic, so I can just talk and into it. And some of you were saying, well, hey, what if BYU beats St. Mary's at home and lose to Gonzaga and they beat everybody else, but then they lose to St. Mary's in the semifinals? What, about, what about then? See ya. RPI 55, you have the 55? one top 50 Out. win. Not even close. You're You've probably be, not getting in, yeah. You, if you're 40-plus RPI, No. You've got to be sub-40 to even have a shot at at-large. Generally, you have zero chance if you're over 50. Like, if you're below 50. Yeah, there have been, there's been a, 40, there have been a couple in the low 40s. Uh, uh, I'm talking two or three, like the last 10 or 20 years. Yeah. That have made yeah. It. There, there are always not, exceptions, but it's not like They do not have the resume for that. They don't have the amount of top 50 wins. They have too many bad losses, right? You're talking about, basically, if BYU's going to get into the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to beat Gonzaga Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Which they did two years ago. They needed that win and got that win. All right. Is that going to happen? They're the number one we team. We have thrown out the numbers. What percent chance do all of you give BYU basketball to make the NCAA tournament and why that is our Twitter question today? First tweet in from at DYoung1993. Point zero 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 one percent The Zags are just too good this year, and they pretty much own the WCC tournament every year. There's no um, football team at Gonzaga, and they schedule spring break around that. Gonzaga fans treat it like a bowl game, okay? Do you understand what that means to them now? And they always win it. And they're the number one team? Buzz saw. Does it really come down to beating Gonzaga or with two wins against St. Mary's and beating everyone else be enough? No! Or BYU? No! Team ranking says 60%. <laughs> Coming up. many bad losses. Former BYU forward and radio analyst Mark Duran on what BYU's playing for right now and how much better he thinks the Cougars will be one year from now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Answer the following question today. What chance do you give BYU to make the NCAA tournament as an at-large team?
team. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Those, more of those tweets coming up. BYU's next game is at Pepperdine, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday night. Uh, ESPNU, BYU Radio. Uh, you can listen on the BYU Radio app as well. That's a game that BYU lost last year. Different group this year. But, uh, yeah, I, I went to that game. Reggie Miller went to that game. Trent Dilfer went to that game. Bronson Kafusi was at that game because he was training in Southern California. So it was star-studded, and I was bummed. And then I walked out and smelled the ocean air, and it was just it was a totally, You were totally yeah. fine. And then I was yeah. good. Yeah, was sure, good. sure. The ocean, TV, that game was on BYU TV last year. And Malibu makes everything And better. the truck broke down that day. And yet it was okay because yeah. you were in Malibu. And then, yeah, they made it happen. Those, those guys are awesome. At Twiggy or Stone tweets this in in response to today's Twitter question. 5% chance for BYU. Conference tourney is the only chance with bad losses. That will be a tall task considering strength of St. Zaga. Yeah, un- unfortunately, BYU didn't get any real good quality wins in the non-conference. BYU was hoping that Princeton and Colorado were better. They were not. BYU didn't beat Valpo. USC, Illinois. Had BYU had a couple of those and avoided maybe one or two more of the UVU, Santa Clara, San Diego, we would have a totally different conversation at this point. Yet there is opportunity in the form of three games, probably nice. four, against RPI top 30 teams. So the opportunity is still out there, right, to make the resume a little bit stronger. It's slim. It's like the Rebels in Rogue One. That's why we gave you our three scenarios. Best case? bubbly case, and then the most likely case, which puts BYU in the NIT. Joining us now to discuss all of that and more is former BYU forward and current BYU radio analyst for the Cougars, Mark Durant on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mark, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for coming back on the show. The pleasure is all mine, my friends. Good to talk to you. BYU 17-8, and 8-4 eight, eight and four in conference at this point. Where would you place BYU's NCAA tournament hopes right now? I'd say their hopes are somewhere in between uh, the Patriots coming back from down 28-3 to and Spencer Linton becoming the next uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> so likely. <laughs> there's a chance. La La Land. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. um, listen, I mean, I think you guys have, have talked about it, but uh, if you just look at it right now, clearly there's no, no chance at all that they would even sniff the tournament. But – uh, you know, the, I think the committee takes into account pretty heavily what a team does their last 10 games or so. So if BYU were to go on a winning streak, beat St. Mary's, uh, beat Gonzaga up there, beat St. Mary's again, because I, th- I think clearly the conference is, is good and we'll get at least two bids. So if, if you make the case that you've won, you know, eight, nine, ten in a row at the end and and you've beaten the other team, St. Mary's, two of three. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that, that's a pretty good case for yourself. But that's, listen, that's pretty uh, pie in the sky thinking uh, to think BYU can do that after they almost lost to Portland the other night. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, sure there's a chance, and I never give up hope, especially on my guys. And I think there's a lot of room for improvement for this team. Uh, but uh, I think at this point you just want to get get better, play good basketball, so you you have a legitimate chance at maybe uh, making a run at the right time in a conference tournament, which happens all the time, by the way. Really good teams get hot at the end, and and they able to to run through their conference uh, championship even even when you've got a team like Gonzaga and St. Mary's in there. Isn't it interesting too that maybe that confidence in that potential run isn't high just because BYU hasn't won 
It's conference tournament in Vegas the last 16 years. What BYU needs to snap that streak so that that confidence is a little higher among everybody, including the media and the fan base. Yeah, maybe uh, it's one of those expect it when you least expect it things. The, the year that you think that they, they probably shouldn't, maybe they'll get it done. And uh, I've seen it before. Uh, uh, and and you see it every year in these conference tournaments. Um, but uh, you know, as uh, the way BYU is playing right now, yeah, I mean, it, no one thinks that's likely to happen. But I'm telling you, things can change very quickly. Uh, and, and if you get hot, and uh, if Nick Emery kind of comes out of his slump, and T.J. Haas continues to improve and play the great basketball he's playing, and Elijah Bryant continues to get better and better, and uh, you start to figure it out defensively and, and give a little bit better effort. Um, listen, BYU's not that far off uh, in being a very good team, and those things can happen in a month, and, and that's what you're doing. You're just trying to get better every game, learn from your mistakes to be in the, the best possible position to, to win that championship. Maybe you can't do it, but listen, none of those guys are going to give up and not not give it a try, and uh, and I think they've got the players and uh, and the the character type of players that that want to get it done will do everything they can to do it. BYU's Dave Rose just picked up win number three hundred in his very successful career as the head coach in Provo, and now they go on this tricky road trip at Pepperdine Firestone Fieldhouse has not been friendly to BYU in West Coast Conference play, and then at San Francisco, a team that's projected to finish in the RPI top ninety. What do you expect this week on this interesting road swing where BYU's just trying to get the next win, Mark? I expect some nice weather, uh, and I'm going to take my son. We're going to go to Universal Studios, a little Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's my high expectation. And listen, I, <laughs> uh, I, you know me, I'm a, I'm a blue-colored glasses guy all the yeah. way, and I, I've never picked BYU to lose a game in my life and never will. Uh, but uh, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in, in them winning any game, really, and neither should they. I mean, they should – be playing with a great fear and an urgency in every game they play, whether it's Pepperdine or Gonzaga. Uh, they, they certainly haven't earned the right to take anybody for granted at this point. But I do think Pepperdine is down this year, even though they've had Pep- BYU's number the last couple years there. Uh, I see that as a win for BYU, uh, even though Lamont Murray is playing really good basketball. Uh, but uh, I think that's a game that BYU will win. And I'm a little bit more worried about San Francisco. I think uh, they, they've got things going a little bit better this year and a better coaching situation and are feeling pretty good about themselves, a good three-point shooting team. and they, That could be trouble for BYU given their past troubles on the road this year. Uh, and so that'll be a big one. I think if BYU can get that one, that'll be a sign that they're playing good basketball and kind of going in the right direction. But that, that, that'll be a tough one. Even though BYU struggled at, at Malibu and – and, and done a nice job recently at the hill, the hilltop. It, it might be reversed this year where BYU will have a little easier time at Pepperdine and, and may struggle at, at San Francisco. Yeah, Kyle Smith has those guys uh, chucking threes, and they're making a bunch of them for sure. Is this team playing good enough defense right now to challenge St. Mary's next Saturday in the Marriott Center? Because to me, all of this is just leading up to St. Mary's. If BYU can beat St. Mary's. Now there's a little hope. There's that, some belief. That maybe the next week they could compete in Spokane. I know they've won the last two years, and you'll probably shave your head if they win, Mark. But can BYU play good <laughs> enough defense to beat St. Mary's next week? Are they on that track? Well, here's the deal. Uh, 
I like to point to the Gonzaga game on on what BYU can do and what they have been doing. The first half is kind of the defense they've played this year, and the second half is the defense they're capable of playing. And it's a very stark contrast. Just look at that game. It's it's night and day. And the question is, can BYU, first of all, play like the second half of Gonzaga uh, in the first half against St. Mary's and, and sustain that over the course of a game? I don't know. They haven't done it really yet. Uh, but that that aggressive, fanatical, get-in-your-face, causes-problem type defense is what you have to play to have a hope against St. Mary's. And Listen, even if BYU plays their best defense against St. Mary's, it's going to be tough because St. Mary's, uh, they just do it the right way. I, I like watching them play, and it hurts me to say that about a rival, but they play how basketball should be played. They're so precise. Uh, they they run such a good offense. They I mean, the, listen, Gonzaga now they get really good athletes, so they can beat you just with their athleticism. St. Mary's is a team that has to beat you with their scheme and with their discipline, and and they do it. And it's fun to watch. And they space you out so well. They've got very good shooters. They're able to bring their four man out to shoot. Which causes trouble for BYU because that you know Yoli has to get out and chase a guy around the three-point line, and it also opens up the penetration lanes. And they've got the Jock Landell back there; he's very good. Uh, and so they they do it the right way. And so even in your best defense, uh, you, you're going to struggle against those guys. But if you don't play your best defense, you have no chance. So I think they BYU can. Uh, they have the capability. Can they do it? I don't know if they. I don't know if they will do it, but they certainly can. And uh, uh, again, with those blue-colored glasses, I'm picking that as a win for BYU, and and they're going to have to have it if you know a lot of these scenarios we're talking about have any possibility. A man who was once upon a time as handsome as Ryan Gosling, Mark Durant, with us on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation, and now I am chasing that uh, lofty <laughs> prestige La La that you gold. bring up, Mark. La La Land 2, starring Spencer <laughs> Linton. Yeah, some people think I'm in la-la land even talking about the best case or even a bubbly case for BYU basketball. (laughs) I did present the most likely case, and I said BYU finishing 22-11, and probably going to the NIT. Now, if, and I know this is a big if, but if there were a matchup with Utah in the NIT, would that make it okay, Mark? I think that would be pretty awesome. I mean, that's tantamount to have Goodell having to give the trophy to Brady. I mean, that <laughs> that, that would be that would be fun to see. Um, but with that said, I mean, careful what you wish for. I, I thought I think Utah's actually a lot better than I thought they'd be this year. They've done a nice job given what they had coming in, and uh, as much as it grieves me to say it, I think Coach uh, Coach Larry has done a nice job with that team. So, uh, if you give me a home game in the NIT against Utah, man, I would I would really like that a lot. I would too. That would break some intrigue uh, certainly. And when BYU's been in the NIT the last couple of years, they've at least made it interesting, gotten to New York, and that's been. Uh, fun at some level, right? What what surprised you, Mark? What has surprised you about this team this year? Well, uh, I thought that BYU would be a much better three-point shooting team and would shoot a lot more. I mean, it's like expect you know walking down on campus and seeing Jerem Jordan with his top button unbuttoned. I mean, it's <laughs> that'd be it's crazy, shocking. right? It, it would be shocking to see that. And I'm shocked that BYU is not a better three-point <laughs> shooting team. 
Uh, I think TJ's coming around a little bit, but Nick has struggled, and they've had struggle finding that other guy to kind of step in. Elijah's been better since he's returned. And, but uh, I thought that would be, you know, that's that's been the strength of BYU, uh, and I thought it would continue to be the strength, and just didn't pan out. So BYU was kind of forced to go to Eric Mika. That's not a bad thing to be forced into because Eric's just been phenomenal. But uh, I think BYU would like to be more balanced, be more of a threat from three-point line. Listen, you can have Shaquille O'Neal, uh, but college basketball nowadays, you have to be able to shoot the three if you really want to be competitive. It's just such a big part of the game, and it's, in reality, not a hard shot. And if you can get three points for a shot that's not really much more difficult than a 15-footer, you've got to be able to take advantage of that. And a lot of games, BYU has traded twos for threes. And Mika's had big games, but it's just not enough against teams that are hot from the three-point line. So uh, that's been a surprise to me, and I hope it improves for BYU that they shoot more. Uh, I think TJ needs to be more aggressive in his his shooting from the three because he's been very good. But they need to shoot more, and they need to shoot a higher percentage to really want to compete against some of these really good teams. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU forward, current radio analyst. We'll end with this question, Mark. How much better will BYU be one year from now? Much better, much better. I, uh, I mean, people don't like the youth excuse, but, it, it, but take the youth out of it and, and just ask yourself for these athletes, will they be better a year from now? And I think absolutely. There's, there's no question that the more you play, they'll play games this year, they'll practice all summer, they'll be better. They're already pretty good. I mean, we, we've kind of gnashing our teeth a little bit, but they're, they're, it's, not, it's not like they're the bottom dwellers here. They're a decent team, and they'll get better and better, stronger, add a couple components. They'll be much better. And all those great expectations BYU fans have had and maybe were a little disappointed this year, those things can still happen in the next couple of years. I'm very optimistic, and I think this, this team is led by a great coach. they got a lot of tools and will continue to get better. Yeah, youngest team that Dave Rose has ever coached. Follow him at Durant Mark. I believe your words on Twitter were, if you don't think this team will be better next year, you're cray-cray. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with the, the lingo of the kids nowadays. <laughs> I'm, I'm hep to that. Oh, clearly. Hey, have a great time uh, in uh, California. We'll look forward to uh, hopefully a couple of BYU wins this week. Thanks, Mark. Drink some butterbeer. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Always right. a pleasure. You not, got it. Not against the honor code, by the way. Mark Durant on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We are asking all of you what chance you give BYU to make the NCAA tournament. At Ogden Dentist says... Is this question meant to be absurd in order to stimulate conversation? Guess I fell for it. <laughs> I like that a dentist has time to weigh in. That's what I love. At Nate Slack 5 right. responds with simply this, LOL. <laughs> but the O is a zero. Yeah, was that calculated or yes. was that just a mistype? No, that's great. Wow. Level. Hey, next, big deal or no deal, which events were really a big deal from Super Bowl 51? BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. In fact, if you missed our interview with former forward and current radio analyst Mark Durant. Oh, he's still a forward. Yes, he is especially on Twitter. He discussed expectations for BYU basketball on the road this week and what kind of a chance does he give BYU 
to be an at-large NCAA tournament team. What does that have to do with La La Land and Ryan Gosling? Download the podcast and listen. La La Land. I still need to see that, apparently. Women's Hoops plays Pepperdine Thursday night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps for both. Those apps are free, by the way. Download them today. It's free. It's free. Free 93. Just do it. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines, BYU basketball will dedicate the new Marriott Center Annex today. Now, the men and women's teams have been practicing in the Annex since October, but it'll be official after today. Jamal Williams is a projected third-round pick to Washington. In Bleacher Report's post-Super Bowl mock draft, Williams is rated as the seventh-best running back in the draft. Harvey Longy is listed as the 25th-best linebacker. Could BYU have two draft picks? That'd be nice. How sweet would it be to see Jamal competing in that division against Zeke Jamal, Elliott and the Cowboys? I want Jamal in the uh, to play for the Seahawks because then I'll watch him every game. Spencer, what if the Browns draft Jamal Williams? Uh, <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> I, I, That's like what if BYU football goes zero twelve next year? Like why would wow, you even say that? Wow! But what if he's the what, what if he's the starter what? and goes for fifteen hundred yards for the Browns? No, you said Browns at fifteen hundred yards. Those don't compute. <laughs> Come on, man. I would love to see him running behind a big, big physical line. Oh, it'd be so fun. Cowboys pick him up, back up to Zeke. That'd be great. Yeah. That would be great. But Seahawks, seriously, make it happen. BYU men's volleyball moves up to number three in the latest AVCA top 25, or is it top 15 poll, Jeremy? Top 15 poll. It's a top 15 poll. There's only 40 teams. That's true. Behind the national champion, Ohio State Buckeyes. And Long Beach Here State. Come the Buckeyes. Here come the Buckeyes. Yeah, Keith Jackson, what's up? Cougars play at USC on Friday. And Ben Patch of the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation and Flow Volleyball Player of the Week after averaging 5.1 kills per cent in two matches. That's bonkers, by the way. That's like 30 points a game basketball. Ooh. Uh, against second-ranked UCLA, including a season-high 28 kills Friday night as seen on BYU TV. Do you remember when Alexa Gray had 30 kills and 32 digs? At Portland. That was amazing. That's that was the amazing. Dumbest, amazing stat line I've ever heard in a volleyball match. Yeah, that, and she didn't pass on the back row until her senior year. And certainly that was a big deal. So let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Here's how it works. We throw out a scenario. Jeremy and I decide whether it's a big deal or no deal. Ben Bagley, the mic is yours. Big deal, no deal. Jamal Williams ranked as the seventh best running back prospect by Bleacher Report. I think this is a big deal because Jamal Williams didn't play his junior year, if you will, his would-be senior year. Uh, and then he comes back, and now he's the seventh best running back in the draft by one publication. That's awesome, because that means he'll be drafted. At the beginning of the year, there was no NFL draft hype for Jamal Williams. He wasn't being talked about or discussed, and he had this great season in a first-year offense. He was leaned on. He was needed. He was even injured at times. But despite that, this, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. He's a day-two guy. I'm going to say no deal. And what? people are like, <gasps> What? It's because it's not news anymore. I'm expecting at this point Jamal Williams to be the seventh best running back according to Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Every 
Every uh, parent of a little kid is like, "Oh, creature!" Yeah, I know what that means. Octonuts. Yeah, it's not. It's not new anymore. Like they're okay. late to the game, right? Bleacher Report's super behind the times because yeah. every other magazine and blog has projected Jamal as a second round guy. So yes, with your logic, absolutely, it's a big deal. But Bleacher Report, in regard to that, they're late to the game. No deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Davin Gwynn's emerging dominant role on the BYU Hoops team. Now, wait a minute. Emerging dominant role? I okay, I added dominant there. I know <laughs> I know that he's had an impact um, defensively. I'm going to go big deal, and here's why. I think that BYU needs to uh, ramp it up defensively. I think that Davin Gwynn's going to get more time. I think that that one 3 one Zone has been effective at times in turning the ball over for against Gonzaga, against Portland. I think that that's a big deal because where's BYU struggling the most? It's defensively in creating some turnovers, getting stops, and then he's actually hit a three as well to kind of contribute offensively. It's not been a large volume, but I think it's been significant in that what it could mean for later. This is a big deal because people start to look at Davin Gwynn as a solid defender. Like his teammates start to count on him. And when they do that, he develops more and more confidence. Yeah. This is good. And he's not a freshman or sophomore. He's a junior. Yeah, he's a guy. I was like, there's a junior on this team? I thought right? everyone was a freshman, yes. sophomore, senior. This is a big deal because Davin Gwynn is playing with more confidence, and he's not super young in relation to the rest of this team. I think he could emerge as a leader because of what he's doing. More volume need, required. They need it. Yeah. Next. Big deal, no deal. Steve Sarkeesian, the new Falcons. OC. What? Okay, okay this, what? this just came out like the last hour. We thought that Steve Sarkeesian, former BYU quarterback uh, in 95 and 96, was going to be the Alabama offensive coordinator. And, and that's a big deal, right? And that was a big deal. Now he's the Falcons offensive coordinator because Kyle Shanahan will be the 49ers offensive coordinator. Would Sarkeesian call more than five running plays in the second half up 25? Oh my goodness! Would Sarkeesian yeah. just Shanahan will be the kneel the ball twice when after that Julio Jones catch kick a field goal and win the Super Bowl? Come on, probably. Yeah, probably. Hey, he's back in the NFL. Re- remember, Sarkeesian was with the Raiders once upon a time. Good so, for Steve. Yeah, good and, for Steve. And he's he yeah. It's great to have a former BYU QB out there doing things that that matter. He's gone through some stuff, and so I'm happy to see him succeeding yeah. now. Yeah, really cool. Lots of Coca Cola in Atlanta. Good for the Sark. Next, big deal, no deals. Bigger deal, big deal, bigger deal. Stranger Ooh. Things teaser or Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? Jerem, this is Ooh, your that, forte. That one's hard. I don't know that I can pick one here. Oh, here's our wannabe Stranger Things music. It's coming out in Halloween. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out, I think, in May. So I'll go Guardians just because it's oh, earlier. You said it was the best Super Bowl commercial, the Stranger Things 2 teaser. How can you say that it's not better than Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I am Groot. Oh, no, it's Stranger <laughs> Things, man. I'm going to allow you to amend your answer. Do the right thing and say it's Stranger I'm Things. I'm not going to amend my answer. I won the Heisman. <laughs> Oh, Stranger Things 2 caused such a stir, right? The world is upside down, Spencer. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we're between the lines with the Rowdy Rowdy Rock. Camping out? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, hanging out in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast Weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including our interview with Mark Durant today. What kind of a chance does he give BYU to make the NCAA tournament? And our most likely scenario for BYU playing out the rest of the regular season. 
Hey, Cougar Sports uh, content's on demand on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Anytime, anywhere. They're free. You can download them today if you don't, don't already have them. BYU's Roar of the Cougars student section, also known as the Rowdy Rowdy Rock, as Kalani put it, has built a tradition over the past decade or so of lining up sometimes, not just hours, but days in advance of like the biggest games at the Marriott Center. So between the lines and host Lauren Frankham decided to give that line and that tent city, if you will, a visit and play a game before the actual game. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Guys, I got to hang out with the Rowdy Rowdy Rock last week as they waited in the line to see number one Gonzaga enter the Marriott Center. I was told that there were over 80 tents camped out outside and in a student section that fits 500 kids, it only took 30 minutes for it to fill up. That is dedication. So we decided to help entertain these loyal fans a little bit by playing a game called Rise and Spin. Spin! Thank you for joining us on our game show, Spin to Win! We have here the wheel with trivia and different tasks. Who is going to be my first contestant? Trivia! How many basketball terms can you name in 10 seconds? Alley-oop, slam dunk, ankle breaker, uh, three-pointer, dish, uh, scoop to the hoop. Uh... Can you name the lone peak three? TJ Haas, Nick Emery, and Eric Miko. Oh, nailed it. Woo. Nailed it. I need you to name one or both of these men right here. Oh. Do you know who these guys are? I don't. Got it. Oh, sideline celebration! I need you right now to do your best impression of a Peyton Backstrip sideline celebration. Spin, do, win! Spin it! Uh... Dave Rose is for sure going to give a team a speech tonight, right? Yeah. What's it going to be? He's going to clap. Yeah. Okay. He might even clap over his head. Yeah, okay. We're going to go out and win tonight. Oh, oh, yes! Okay. All right, your best time to see it. Oh! You need to do your best cougar girl right now. All right. Social media selfie. Post it on Twitter with hashtag BYUBTL. Prize here is fame and glory. Oh! 
Shout out to the rock section and the kid with some seriously epic Superman pajama pants camping out in his tent. For participating, we had a blast. You guys are some loyal fans. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for a special Valentine's Day edition of Between the Lines. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. Guys? Yeah, can't wait for uh, the Valentine's Day special of Between the Lines. Yeah. And, uh, and that guy that didn't know who we are, that's fine. Those two Wait. guys? Those yeah, two guys. Two guys. There are probably... a couple of guys that didn't know who you were. Yeah, well, here's the thing. But it's okay, because those are literally only two guys that we talked to. And to be fair, they thought I was some crazy girl carrying around the mic. <laughs> well, so, that's, wait, they thought that's that? also true. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was wait, true. Listen, we're not, yeah. we're not Matt Meese and Stacey Harkey on Conan O'Brien tonight. You know what I'm saying? From Studio on, C. From Studio C. They're on Conan tonight. They'll yeah, be with the we big, friendly, cool. red-haired giant, yeah. Conan O'Brien. Did you stay warm in the rock line? It looked cold. It was, it was pretty warm that day, actually. But it felt like it was like midnight because they were just hanging out in their tent. So we had to be like, my good people. It's, it's we had to like. A, yeah, it's actually awkward because they're their all tent. quiet you, and yeah, studying. No, and, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was actually extremely awkward. We took some of the best. Uh, <laughs> you had to hark them out hark of their tent. out of their tent. My good people, my behold. Good people, please. The rowdy, rowdy rock. <laughs> That's funny. Lauren, great stuff. Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. All right. Between the lines. In the books one more time. I love it. Between the lines is oot and a boot. And, and what accent is that, Jeremy? Uh, Canadian. Oh, okay. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our friends up north. <laughs> Take off. Oh, spin to win. Hark, hark them out of the tent. <laughs> hark, ye rock. Enter ye therein into the rise and spin. What percent need to use chance that thing. do you give BYU basketball to make the NCAA tournament at CL underscore living? I'll give them 12%, only because Tom Brady and Eric Mika both wear number 12. And Tanner Mangum. Yeah. Who is a huge Tom Brady fan, by the way. Mark Durant. He crazy. He, tw- he tweeted out a picture of himself going, ah! He oh, a video, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Durant said that he gave BYU a chance to make the NCAA tournament somewhere between Tom Brady and the Patriots erasing a 28-3 deficit against the Falcons in the so second 100%. half of the Super Bowl, and me becoming the next Ryan Gosling and. La La Land 0%? 2. Yeah, so I'm you're not really Jude, sure what number that is. You're more Jude Law. Oh, That's been yeah. your, is that your number one doppelganger? Jude Law? Jude Law? Le- well, yeah. I mean, Who in else? recent times, Jude Law. Who else? Uh, that's the number one one, right? Yeah, that's the most popular one. Yeah. Uh, it's the hairline, that's, sure. Well, Jude Law is nice. Mine are lame. Zach Braff. Zach Michael, Braff's not lame. Michael Sarah. Scrubs is awesome. Michael, Michael Sarah's Sarah. kind of funny, actually. Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> Up next, the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Punch it, Chewy. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Men's basketball. The Marriott Center Annex, a.k.a. YMCA, has been dedicated. It's over. Awesome. The Cougars' men and women's basketball team have been practicing in it since October. Football. Maybe they just needed to dedicate it, and then they'll flip the page and like start playing unbelievable basketball, right? Maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's what it is. Hey, Jamal Williams projected third-round pick to Washington in Bleacher Report's post-Super Bowl mock draft. Williams rated as the seventh-best running back. Harvey Long enlisted as the 25th-best overall linebacker. Cougars in the NFL. Ah! The Falcons just announced they've agreed with former BYU quarterback Steve Sarkeesian to be ah! the new uh, Yep. To be the new offensive coordinator. He'll probably call more than five rushing plays in the second half of 25. 
Volleyball. Men's volleyball up to number three in the ABCA volleyball poll this week. The Cougars play at USC on Friday in the off-the-block media poll, which Jerem Jordan votes in. The Cougars, number two. And Ben Patch won just about every weekly award. This just in, he's the, he's the ABCA National Player of the Week as well. Flow Volleyball National Player of the Week. MPSF Conference Player of the Week. He averaged 5.1 kills per set, two matches, and two wins against second-ranked UCLA, including a season-high 28 Friday night. And he's the BYU Sports Nation Player, player of, of the, the Week. week. So the, uh, the quadruple yeah. Player of the Week. Yes. <laughs> Cougars in the Association. Dual sport All-American Jennifer Hampson has signed a free agent deal with the WNBA's championship team, Connecticut Sun. She's expected to compete for a roster spot in training camp starting in April. Hey, good luck to Jen. Uh, She was playing uh, basketball in Russia as well. So, Hey, future guest Steve Cleveland, BYU TV analyst, of course, former head coach here. And Jennifer Rockwood, women's soccer coach. We'll talk to her about life after Chris Watkins, the renovations at Southfield, the new signing class, which included Davin Gwynn's sister, yeah. and uh, offensive line coach Mike Empey's daughter. Uh, so we'll talk to her coming up Friday. The rich get richer with BYU women's soccer. Seriously. Well done, Jen Rockwood, keeping that recruiting trail uh, very, very popping. Uh, at one bald Cairo doc tweets in, ouch, I'm hurting for you guys. How can they not know who you elite dudes are? Hashtag sad, just plain sad. Thank you. Thank you for uh, the hey, love. The show must go on. We, we've overcome so many odds here. Yes. But never tell me the odds. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. There should be zero surprise after what we just talked about. Yeah, Ben Patch. Uh, what a uh, couple of matches there over the weekend. He's the International Universal World Player of the Week. But most importantly, the BYUSN player. <laughs> most importantly. Right. Let's put the, the prestige where it is. BYUSN Player of the Week. What percent chance do you give BYU basketball to make the NCAA tournament and why? Not seeing a lot of hopeful participants, that's understandable. But saying there's 0% chance is also not understanding that there is still opportunity out there, right? Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but it's fun to talk about. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94, 5 to 10% must win WCC tourney. Crazy can happen. Well, that happen. would be 100% at that point. Yeah, crazy can happen. Get hot during the tournament. We're talking about at-large Capability, right? Entertain me the rest of the way. That's what I want. Our elite tweet of the day at Nelvin Wilson 7. The conference tournament will do us good. 60% of the time, <laughs> it works every time. Yes, Anchorman. <laughs> Thanks to Mark Durant, Lauren Frankham, everyone on the crew. Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're on demand. BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to John Starkins. BYU Sports Station, back to work at noon Eastern. John Starks meets John Stockton. Yeah, yeah.